This Thursday Thought is brought to you by WP Engine, the best way to host your WordPress website so you can sleep well at night. With automated updates and daily backups of your site, you probably won't need their award-winning 24-7 support, but just in case anything comes up, it's there for you. You can go to tpmfocus.com forward slash WP to learn more. And if you decide to sign up, just use the code WPE3FREE. Again, that's WPE as in WordPress Engine 3 FREE free. WPE 3 free. And you'll get three months free using that promo code. Let's take a moment to connect the dots. Every Thursday in under 10 minutes, I'm going to share with you real life everyday situations to help you as an entrepreneur, a leader, an innovator, or just a person who's venturing out to try something new. These stories will help you make sense of situations you may find yourself in and also provide encouragement to keep you moving forward in your journey. Let me start with these three words, cheap, fast, or good. I read about this topic in the book a long time ago, and it keeps coming back up. I've noticed that many people think that getting all three of those things should be the standard, except, of course, when they're trying to sell you something. You can't have all three, maybe a combination of two of them, but certainly not all three characteristics when it comes to buying a product or service. But everybody wants all three. They want it cheap, fast, and good. Well, let me tell you something. You can have something fast and cheap, but it won't be good. You can have something that's cheap and good, but it won't be fast. And you can have something that's fast and good, but it won't be cheap. Pick two. So unless you're Walmart, this strategy of trying to get all three doesn't work. It's not something that's realistic for you or really for anybody else that's not Walmart. Walmart's whole business model is based upon getting more for less and then passing the savings on. So there are two fundamental strategies for anybody to choose from that's in business for your strategic positioning. It's either differentiation as your strategic position or cost leadership as your strategic position. And you can't be both. No matter how hard you try to say, yeah, we're cheaper and we're better, it's just not feasible. You have to choose a side, just like Walmart did. You know, and some companies, really, they just have a better, what we say, a better mousetrap in the startup world. And a a better mousetrap is just basically something that solves a problem that exists. It solves it a little cooler than in the way it's already solved, but nothing really special. You can have something so different or something that's so cheap. So again, think about Walmart. What's their strategic position, right? It's cost leadership. But then on the other hand, what is Tesla's strategic position? You can't be both, right? Tesla never talks about how cheap their cars are. Walmart always talks about how you can get the lowest prices there. You can't be both 
cost leadership and differentiation as your strategic position. Because if you're so sleek and so cool, you can't also be cheap. And if you are, chances are you're leaving a lot of money on the table that people would have gladly been willing to pay for. You can tell if you're not using the differentiation strategy, if you're talking about how much cheaper it is for your customer to buy you versus other options. Differentiation strategies, they don't they don't talk about price. They talk about what's different, what's valuable and what's premium about them. So pricing of your product is also reflected in your strategic positioning. But also think about this. Sometimes that differentiation, it's really just driven by the perception of the brand. And that's basically what people think about you based upon how you market and brand yourself in the market. So when we talk about cell phones, here's an example. Many features that the Samsung Android phone has had forever iPhone got later, but the iPhone is still considered cooler by most people's standards. It's still the cooler product. If you don't have an iPhone, if you don't have FaceTime, then you're not as cool. Even though those features are in Samsung Android, it's still considered not as nice as iPhone. But why is that? It's because of the way the entire Apple product line has been branded and marketed. So in most of our minds, we think iPhone, anything Apple is automatically better. And it's not because we've used the product either. It's just something that we have been brought to believe because of how they marketed and positioned themselves. Um, The other one is cars. So you know how some cars have the luxury line and then they have the other car that's nice. It just it's a different name, but it almost looks identical to the luxury one. So an example of this is the Lexus and the Camry. They are the exact same car. They are the same car, but it's how they're branded and marketed that really makes the big difference. So back in the day, I was a Lexus driver. And in my experience, the cars felt the same. The Camry and the Lexus are very smooth riding cars. And actually, most of the features were identical. There were just some things that came standard in the Lexus that were upgrades in the Camry. But by the time you add up all the features, if you were buying a Camry and wanting to put all those extra features in there, you could have just bought a Lexus. You see how that works? That is one thing that happens in cars a lot. The next thing I want you to know is that your single point of differentiation when you're talking to your target market, it has to feed into and provide some type of relief for that target market's like fears or frustrations, their goals, dreams, aspirations. Now, I'm going to go back to using WeWork as an example. So I didn't explain this earlier, but for those who don't know, WeWork is mostly known as being a co-working space, which is basically a large office space with multiple companies working out of there. And they rent a variety of size offices or they just use the tables. But it's basically a big open office space with multiple companies working out of there. And then they have shared common areas. We work itself, the company itself will host events that are for members only and basically do a lot of different things that are for WeWork members only. Those who pay them monthly get access to these things. And and by them doing things like that, they have been able to build a community 
for all of the people that are associated with a particular location. That is very appealing to a lot of people. Yes, I do acknowledge that WeWork has a dramatic story behind it, but I'll stick to the points relative to this topic right now. So WeWork appealed to the goals and dreams of their target market. Now, who is their target market? Well, it varies based upon the area. So their member demographics tend to really be aimed toward small businesses and startups. And a lot of their events and the benefits that they offer as members are really appealing to small businesses and startups. Those target customers, they have an appeal that... WeWork realizes is like, okay, that's something we can leverage, okay? So they all have the desire to grow and be a force within their industries, but without breaking the bank going along the way. So they want to take their time building their company. They don't want to be forced into any long-term engagements. They want someone to understand their uncertainty and their fears and work around them. Without saying, hey, you're scared because you don't know if your business is going to work out. But instead, the message is more of, hey, we want to support your growth. Here are some options. Doesn't that sound a lot better? Doesn't that feel a lot better? And WeWork didn't come out saying, hey, we're the cheapest option. In fact, if you go to their website, they actually ask you to contact them for pricing. Yeah, there's no pricing there. And we typically know what that means, right? We typically know when the price isn't on the site, we know what that means. But one thing I want to point out is their strategic positioning is differentiation. There are so many co-working spaces across the country, especially with the explosion of startups and entrepreneurship these days. But they haven't chosen cost leadership as their positioning. They're like, no, they're not saying we're the cheapest. Their differentiation actually makes you feel special by them offering certain benefits and community. And who doesn't like to feel special, especially when you're on a budget, you're filled with uncertainty about the projections of your business, but you're also filled with big hopes and dreams. That's a winning recipe for attracting people to WeWork. But their business model and history of fundraising, yeah, that's another story for another day. But right now, it's important for you to remember those two fundamental strategic positions and that you must choose one. I hope this Thursday thought helps you on your journey moving forward.